0: the top disorder. holla! Old school sly lives. Thank you very much. I've said it once and I'll say it again. One kid only means your diaphragm is for walls after all. Holla! Over the top disorder in the Motherfucking house! Holla! Warns Yvonne Lives. Thank you very much! Fuck China! Chinese made fentanyl has killed more crackers in this country than Taylor Swift kicking it with Lena Dunham on Instagram. Over the top disorder! Holla! Suck on it! fucking tight ass wide MAGA country either you're going to start being extreme with your reaction to what's happened to our country or you're going to be like freaking Newt Gingrich and say when the Republicans take over the house people will go to jail go woke yourselves go a fucking sack and Trump isn't saving shit thank you very much fatal Misdirection. The new Alec Baldwin excuse for fatal misdirection. I'm an all over the place Jew since I quit self-medicating by getting loaded. Fatal misdirection. Ah! Over the top disorder. Thank you very much. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, I heard. Although, let's just indulge. Alec Baldwin, for a second. <laughs> and let, let's pretend I wrote this material uh, before Trump started pushing the vaccinations at nauseam because his precious name was on his Operation Warp Speed, despite the fact that these vaccinations work less than the triangle offense run through Russell Westbrook. Ha! Over-the-top disorder. Thank you very much! Remember, Alec Baldwin... Along the likes of Eminem. Saying, Trump is Hitler. The new version of Hitler. At the time, I'm thinking, relax Baldwin. Sequels never live up to the original. Holla! Trump's the Antichrist. But in the Bible part two, uh, Jesus returns from heaven to defeat the Antichrist. So have some faith in the Jesus comeback story. Won't you, people? Over-the-top disorder. Ah, thank you very much! <laughs> Mr. Groper! Biden! Liver spots! I don't care if he drinks fucking Gatorade. Ad nauseam. Freaking liver spots to me, Mr. Groper! Biden! Demanding! Jab stabs among all federal workers! Colluding with corporate America. Jamie Dimon and J.P. Morgan. Insisting that all of us get the clot shot or die of unemployment. <laughs> and never having a reputable LinkedIn resume ever again. <laughs> Biden demanding jab stabs among all federal workers involving a military. And first responder, emergency workers while exempting members of Congress from taking it like horse-faced AOC is an anti-Christ behavior. <laughs> Did I say that right? Anti-Christ behavior? <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely not a fascist, <laughs> dictator-like behavior. <laughs> Forcing all the vaccinations on our military. They weren't drafted last time I checked. They actually put in the lives of the fucking line. Unlike Horseface AOC, who's exempt. Like anyone would ever knock up that blabbermouth twat on purpose. As if fertilization issues pertain to her dried up Tweet out snatched in the first place. Ha! Over the top disorder. Thank you very much! Freaking AOC. Blabbermouth twat. And freaking Biden. Continue to sexually assault the shit. I'm talking about like all the powers to be. that all these freaking... Anti-Semitic. Middle class hating. Antichrist scumbags of biblical proportions. coordination with the deep state. All these religious leaders... Freaking don't do dick. Speak out against these freaking mandates, these clot shots. When COVID's got a 99% survival rate. It's not a death sentence. Equivalent to the Dallas Buyers Club. An entry into it against your will. Like some freaking black homeless guy drugged up on crystal meth. At the hands of Ed Buck. Okay! Ha! Over the top. Disorder. Thank you! Very much! Am I talking too fast? America! Am I guilty of loudmouth disease? Am I coming across as too... Rashy, arrogant. Well, go walk yourself. You're fucking boring. Holla. Get back to me 70 Comedy Records later. Get back to me when you're bad from Twitter. In the meantime, you're just like an edgeless freaking hack. Holla. Has, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I I like Kyrie Irving and Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan speaking out against censorship against conservatives. Da 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 with a fucking different opinion. Different from big tech. But hey, two years late asshole. And they got F you money to burn. So not as impressive as you're truly over here. Holla! Over the top disorder. Thank you very much. You think I'm gonna fucking stand for you assholes anymore? going to fucking dance for, for your entertainment? I don't think so. Holla buy some fucking records. You gotta give a shit about it. Distressing myself my fake news fans in the first place? Either you love me or you don't. So go woke yourself. Holla! Over the top. Disorder. Thank you! Very much! You think I give a fuck? About dead time? Dead air time? 70 comedy records later? They're conquering COVID twice? Natural immunity, motherfuckers! Holla! After, like, my parents want nothing to do with me for supporting fucking Trump people. After, like, is Dynas, watch. You think I give a shit? If I'm too loud fast-talking for your taste, losers on Reddit, holla! Go fuck yourself. Thank you very much! <laughs> so... Not really caring about the perfect killer set anymore. I'm over it. All the, uh... The deliberate censorship by LinkedIn and WordPress and SoundCloud hasn't helped, but it's nice that uh, you know SoundCloud has like those like anonymous users that could like this stuff. <laughs> I like to believe that those are actual people, not just robots, so I wanna fucking kill myself. But I know this material is great. In the end, Jim Mendrinos, my teacher, who's over up for uh, Bill Hicks back in the day and Sam Kinnison, he says, You should have two criteria for when you do material, which make you laugh first. And have it be well written. So, by those two criteria, I've been knocking out of the fucking park for some time. Long time! Holla! Great. Then my freaking neighbors. Can't wait for them to stick up the neighbor with more fucking shitty weed. Ugh, my freaking chest. But then again, New York City smells like shitty weed these days. So, Hillary Hammer time once said, What difference does it make? Holla! I'm so hollered out. I'm not going to say thank you very much. But it, it's a nice catchphrase. I'll say it one more time. Ha! Thank you! Very much! <laughs> the COVID's dream I desire to do. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, what did Michelle Obama say? Michael? Obama? Uh, it's racist if you flee from the south side of Chicago. As if the south side of Chicago, the lead maker of bleeding controlling kits in the country, is only one crepe food truck away from gentrification. Gentrification. You know, liberal talk for uh, less black people and less mouthy Cardi B's and more juice bars to load up on vitamin D. Since finding any access to hydrochloroxine has become harder uh, to find than a film blogger on Wine and Tomatoes who called the Irishman underrated. The most feeble reply imaginable, if you ask somebody if they think Joe Biden actually won the election, You know, despite his election rallies. Barely filling out the Little Mermaid's clamshell bras. So whenever you ask these people, they think that, you know, Biden actually won, Mr. (laughs) Groper. I hate the fact that I come across like Trump, like a diehard Trump fan. Because I use nicknames, but they're funny nicknames. So, again, I really don't care. And this isn't a depressed, somber tone. It's just me losing the... uh, Easily excitable boy lust to, you know, give a shit about your um, opinions. (laughs) So I was talking about nicknames. Lost my spot over here. So that's not really helping my flow right now. I am not going to edit this later. So, yeah, so the most feeble reply imaginable. If you ask someone, if they think Joe Biden actually won their upper lip-like furls into a frenzy despair, doing its best to keep the stream of ultra-hesitant ums from spilling out of their, their souls. <laughs> As a conscious uh, drops five stories closer to liar, liar pants on fire hell. <laughs> if Biden got more votes than even uh, the great Obama be good, <laughs> then Michelle Obama regretted pissing on the feeling pissing on the ceiling fan in the Lincoln bedroom moments before Trump got inaugurated. Later, Trump takes a tour of the Lincoln bedroom and gets peed on for real this time and comments to Melania. Is this what Michelle meant when She-Hulk said, when they go low, we aim high? <laughs> uh, wife says, uh, Samuel loves Space Jam too because it's a father-son story. I say, unless LeBron son triggers his dad by killing off Michael Jordan's legacy from becoming the seven-ring man, I'm not interested. My name is Bronny, Bron Bron from Bel Air. Your Zoom call with your six trophies in the background killed off my father's surging sense of self-esteem during the fall of 2021. Prepare to die when aired out hard in 15 years after I become the seven ring man. It's got to be the bat shoes made in Wuhan, Wuhan, Wu-Tang forever, holla. Thank you very much. Favoring Mars Attacks, daughter gets freaked after watching all the aliens blast Congress to Skull and Bones in the movie Mars Attacks. Later, I calmed down my daughter and said, Matilda, sci-fi means it takes place in the future. We can only be so lucky. I want Rand Paul to get out alive, though, so we could conduct an experiment on Dr. Noki by forcing him to dress in a Fred Perry polo at gunpoint. point. By an alien AIDS blaster to see if he'd morph into a proud boy and tell Antifa to go pound sand for once in his weasel-laden extremist wicked life. <laughs> that being Dr. Noki, not Rand Paul these days. <laughs> How do people like celebrate like Mother's Day when you're in Antifa? What do they do? Do they uh, tell mom that they'd, uh, they they had to like take out the trash for once and you know move out of their mom's house for good? So all of a sudden, like Fuckface Fauci morphs into a sexist pig after being forced to wear a Fred Perry polo shirt at gunpoint by an alien AIDS blaster immune to Magic Johnson's HIV inhibitor secret stash. Fuckface Fauci tells AOC on CNN to get knocked up and shut the fuck up about being a non-essential Betty Draper (laughs) cranked up on uh, Joe Biden's high-grade Adderall. That gets Hunter in the zone whenever he does more blow painting. Between stoning more lines of Ritalin at the local Chateau Marmont. Under his new alias Brandon Lee Biden. Since he got kicked out for baking a crack cocaine in the bungalows. Getting tweeted on more crank. Only hearing last call from the bathroom stall. <laughs> a gorgeousness galore. Why have Jews written so many Christmas songs over Hanukkah ones? Because Adam Sandler wasn't born yet. Writing heroin Hanukkah. Uh, was a vein of humor, not in Lou Reed after all. Kyle King was too busy playing Wiggle Toes with to her cats. Billy Joel didn't marry Christy Brinkley because of her grandma's brisket. Because Adams Levine's tied up corpse can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. <laughs> and uh, fake news, Jewish cemeteries don't exist. <laughs> except on uh, Twitter. Lenny Kravitz was too lit to care. Ira Gershwin stuck to wasp placation. Randy Newman was stuck in detached irony land. Barry uh, Mantle's nose, don't play that. Leonard Cohen wouldn't be caught dead in a skull cap if his unisex hat collection depended on it. Beck was lost and thought at Griffith Park on extra strength opium. Uh, Bob Dylan converted to Jews for Super Jew Jesus. Leonard Bernstein considered Gustav Mahler um, overblown gorgeousness. And Art Garfunkel would have been sued by the Christian right for sending two angelic rich for their taste. <laughs> Uh, this is the Do It All Daddy Podcast. Was it Do It All Daddy Podcast? Was Dad friendly Entertainment for you and me for the past four years? It's a nice run, fellas and girls and ladies. But I'm done. <laughs> I know I've like semi retired like five times already, but it's officially kaput. And I mean do it all, daddy, it was just too long to say. You know, I contemplated, you know, changing the podcast to uh, Pause Daddy and then that'd be a, a showcase for super punchy, really short stories. <laughs> I might still do that. I haven't decided. But I mean I gotta make a decision. You know, do I wanna dedicate my time towards performing and getting more likes on SoundCloud and WordPress to Keep my ego afloat, or do I focus on getting my books in publishable shape and continue to push them despite all agents being freaking idiot whack jobs who are indefensible idiots who defend this freaking corrupt administration? Or do I just, you know, suck it up, get a fake news vaccination card, get a corporate recruiter job, sell published books? And um, sell my records during the summer. You know, go to uh, farmers markets, Fund my self-publishing books. Not really care about you know literary establishment success, and you know try to you know make something homegrown successful on my own. You know it's more appealing. I got to be honest with you. Definitely because causes more work. <laughs> uh, it'd be nice if I could have, uh, you know, uh, big tech, and the media on my side, but. I mean, you know, you got to figure that, you know, you write something great, people are going to respond to it, and I do believe talent rises to the top. remember seeing this old uh, interview a long time ago, it was like, with Seth Rogen and Charlie Rose, and Charlie Rose said, like, do you think there's anyone that's really funny out there that doesn't have a career? <laughs> I thought about me, and I wasn't, uh, I was semi-funny back then, but, I mean, I, I didn't even run up for TV yet, and I don't even think I became a recommended writer on tvwriter.com because of my 30 Rock, just like freaking... 15 years ago already. Anyway, not here to bore you with my life resume, but um, just want to say that when it's all said and done, I've loved being over the top with you. I know this sounds like I'm committing freaking like creative curse suicide. That's not the case. But you know, I got parents that don't give a shit. I got in-laws that don't give a shit. They uh, they they're going to get booster shots. It was up to them, I bet they fucking vax my kids behind my back. And, uh, you know, they, they could, in-laws could say, all oh, they're all religious and everything. You know, meanwhile, you know, they, I bet they support all these religious leaders that, you know, keep these congregations, you know, separated, keep that support. These people that have had to die alone support these hospitals, you know, that make money off, you know, off the COVID scandemic. I'll freaking piggyback off of that freaking term because it is what it is. You know, all the numbers being manipulated People dying with COVID, from COVID. It's just... I, I pray to God there are Nuremberg trials for this stuff. You know, denying all the treatment. You know, the cost-effective, cheap stuff. The big pharma doesn't make any money off of. I mean, again, I've said it before, like, in a joking fashion, but... The best thing about COVID, in a comedic, positive sense, is that... My moral high ground that, like, I feel that I have over cops, doctors and lawyers, and Supreme Court justices. <laughs> uh, because, there's good and there's evil, and uh, I'm not even, not sorry to say this, like, you support this crooked administration, that freaking, pedophile hair sniffer, for leaving our American stranded behind in Afghanistan, supports our, our troops, our emergency workers, our, our, our nurses, getting these shots, choosing, freaking, Death and permanent disfigurement over being able to provide for their families. You know, all in this p- continued politicized push to preserve power. You're fucking evil. You're an accomplice. I mean, there's time to change. You, know, you can still change your opinion. Like that freaking boring blob breath, Barry, whatever the fuck her name is, went on mar. Huh? Yeah, and then with COVID. And then, uh, then with censorship. Yeah, it's been happening for two years. Don't act like you didn't have a job at the New York Times. Boring him with the fucking death. Hmm. You don't want to be labeled by your boring fucking yenta Breath friends in New York. Go fuck yourself. You're boring. You're part of the problem. Judaism's fucking dead because of people like you. So, I'm not committing suicide, I promise. <laughs> but, so the entire reason why like, I called this episode is definitely not a comedy record. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be like Dice. Like I record of the day the laughter died. <laughs> Call it a comedy record, um, where I just rant on stage. But so, so this woman. So I read this article. Um, it's in the American Thinker. Good article. This woman. You know, she had her email address. You know, I wrote her a letter, commending her piece. I was very nice. You know, I was very generous, and I wanted to be talking about like you know her having like really special voice and you know pleasure reading it and. You know, talking about all the hard problems because of the vax, everything, and you know, but also like I couldn't, you know, like shake the feeling that she's still this like diehard Trump supporter no matter what, and so you know, I I figure okay, she's cool, and you know, she's like complaining about you know certain like Karens on Facebook. Well, okay, so yeah, you know, I get throwing some humor, and I obviously freaked her the fuck out, and you know, she's oh just a bit over the top. Oh, understand, she quoted Dale Carnegie. So, you know, I'm very familiar with Dale Carnegie. You know, wrote a, f- a famous book, How to Win Friends, Influence People. And I wrote this piece a long time ago, published by The Goodman Project. And it's called a Motor Mouth Disease. And I was talking about my son, Arthur. And I was saying, you know, and this is... I got in this review from one of the teachers there who said that, you know, they believe that Arthur's communication problem is going to make it hard for him to like, develop friendships. So then I made this joke saying that, you know, Arthur, you know, all you got to do is follow Dale Carnegie's advice, you know, in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Just fake an interest in other people's uh, opinions as long as humanly possible. <laughs> A plus narcissist lives. <laughs> so, you know, I threw in some spiel there. And then, you know, I threw in some, you know, election fraud material, some COVID stuff, you know, Dallas Buyers Club, you know, that joke I did about Michelle Obama ping on the ceiling fan and so, I just, I just, I don't understand. Look, the old terms don't mean anything anymore. Republican, Democrat, they don't. Democrat party's been completely hijacked by, you know, radical. What are you going to say? Radical extremists, who, you know, just like worship that altar, whatever the hell you want to call it. Liberalism. It's not liberalism. To me, liberal it means to be like tolerant. Okay, it means to be open minded. And people that go out of the way to profess themselves as liberal these days are the most intolerant, hateful, miserable freaking scumbags on the planet Earth that want people like me dead. They want people like me, I don't make this stuff up. You know, there's freaking polls. Can you actually believe that 40% of Americans, like you think, like maybe, maybe 2% fringe, but almost half of Americans believe that unvaccinated Americans Belong in jail. They believe that our children should be taken away from us. You know, my daughter, one of our new best friends, parents just got back together, and I got a front of my daughter. She goes, "Daddy, probably want to use it for your podcast for, it, but don't mention names." <laughs> and she's the best, uh, <laughs> gorgeousness galore, billion-dollar brain in the house. And she says, "Yeah, so my friend just got COVID, and the mom had her get the vaccination behind the dad's back. So this is what we're dealing with. I mean, how can you say we're not at war?" And the Ukraine thing, really? You know, Ukraine, you know, they, they colluded with the Nazis. You know, let's not forget that freaking uh, Biden, uh, Hunter. You know, he was getting paid uh, 50 grand a week. You know, At the, at the time from that Ukraine energy company. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to believe that like Hunter was accepting that because he was trying to uh, push a Borscht as a new kombucha. <laughs> My Freaking mother-in-law is Ukrainian. I hate that Ukrainian accent. It, it's it's beyond idiotic, <laughs> and uh, definitely causes social distance issues between your grandchildren. That you never see <laughs> that you've never bothered to uh, really, um, you know, be a more involved grandma with, because or else you'd get your knee surgery already, or go back to freaking your cherished England where you get it for free. The uh, and it's not my fault that you've gotten freaking atrophy from it from sitting your fat ass watching the view for two decades in a row. But you're the evolved, uh, moral one who forces eucharist behind my kids' back. Yeah. Whatever. And you wonder why you inspire the expression unhuggable C-word for a reason. So, but this is what I get for freaking marrying into a, a family father-in-law after my wedding. Th- the asshole literally dedicated 20 minutes in a row talking about my his daughter's herald little direction. direction. Eventually, I found her way into my uh, chosen schlong. So, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, it was a backhanded compliment after all. If <laughs> all those Karens out there, and it's just on—we uh, wearing the mask. Uh, Why don't you suck the uh, the hate speech and uh, white privilege out of my chosen shlong first? But just to prove that I'm a giver, I'm not on the greedy heap like uh, Bernie Sanders. I'm gonna get easy for you, Karen. Just pretend Obama ordered you to leak it. <laughs> so this was the Do it All Daddy Our podcast. <laughs> was Dad friendly entertainment for you and me? And this mantra still rings true. Controlling our kids with comedy can't make our kids great again. My three first three kids, 99% of the time, are living proof of it. So, you know, like, moving forward, uh, I think what I'm going to do is, I mean, I like the idea of, like, talking to you guys and not just, like, having to rely on jokes. And I, I don't know if there's a crowd for that. Like, I don't know. All I know is that I switched from freaking, I was on Lipton Forever, and then I went to Podbean, and then, like, my, my, my stats, like, weren't they what they used to be, and I don't know. At one point, I had both them at the same time, and then I felt like I pissed off, like, the feelings of freaking Lipson, and they were, like, they were, like, fucking with me, and they were colluding and, like, hiding my shit, <laughs> but in my heart, I know that I really gave it my best shot to, you know, make this podcast get on new and notable, <laughs> not gonna happen, but then I found out some list of, like, some dad podcasts, and I was included in some lists, yeah, meanwhile, I reach out to other dad podcasts, I, I can't get freaking anyone. So I, I still love my idea for a do-it-all uh, coach ads. Uh, that is a podcast that I would love to host. When we do a podcast moving forward, I do like the idea of actually interviewing other people. Um, you know, this wasn't for ego enlargement therapy, but you know, this was for the process You know, rageful feelings and to speak the truth and to get it out there because you're not getting it from the mainstream media and you're not getting it from big tech. And... I'm also under the belief that all of these conservative people in media are off in themselves. And a lot of them are fucking, you know, fake news, for uh pieces of shit. Michael Savage, Mark Levine, the great one, all of them. I've tried to reach out to them. Like, they give me no freaking love. So they can go fuck themselves. Proud, proud Jewish New Yorker with the great American Jew novel. Got the Cush Daring Comedian. And, I mean, endless sheets of comedy gold. I mean, it's—I've definitely broken the Guinness Book of World Record, and you're not going to acknowledge that, you're not going to support that. There's like one guy—I tried to reach out to today. His name is Wayne Roots, got a host in Casim Boca, you know, in Vegas, and he—he he just looks like a slimy freaking realtor. But like, I like what he has to say. Like, I—I I agree with him. Same with the Colombian, with Obama. I'm like, cool, I like this guy. You know? But again, I just—it's it, hard to believe. I just—I don't feel that any of these people are. Really care about giving a voice to other people, like Laura Loomer. You know, she's down there. You know, she's got so much balls, that chick. I mean, I'm fucking believable. I mean, I'm like freaking some pussy over here doing stuff behind her freaking computer. I mean, she is out there, pussy in front of the Twitter headquarters. I mean, talking about freaking radical Islam, election fraud, the freaking piece of shit. Rhino, Liz Cheney, of all people. Like, you'd figure if we could, like, reach an agreement that we wouldn't support Liz Cheney. Like, do we forget who our father is? For Christ's sake. Do we remember the 9-11 happened under freaking Daddy's Watch? It was all coordinated. It's unbelievable. And the same rhino piece of shit. They don't say a fucking. They say dick. When they compare the, the, the insurrection to 9-11... Not one arm MAGA supporter? You freaking kidding me? Ashley Babbitt shot in cold blood, freaking Americans riding away in a jail cell, DC freaking gulag. Trump does dick. I know there are good people out there. I know there are people that are care. Um, I I just can we have like Dexter for president? Can we get like a, a De, is there like a Dexter with a real Dexter? Please stand up. <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> yeah. But we need Doctor Mindbender from GI Joe to like clone Elliot Ness, Evil Knievel, and Dexter. <laughs> I like to believe the Stantz is a good guy. I, I I still question whether he's like completely balls to the wall, but you know we'll see. But so, where does this leave us? So what you're telling me is that down the road you might do a podcast where you don't tell the audience that we're pieces of the shit because we don't buy your records, <laughs> and uh, you'll grace us with your, uh, you know, words of wisdom regarding uh, worldly matters. Uh, we'll avoid any of your kids. <laughs> so I need to figure the f- what the fuck I'm gonna do with this podcast moving forward. Cause I've worked too hard to develop my voice, and I I really I I listen, guys. I don't know all your names if I could meet you, I would love to talk to you and I would love to learn about like your life and your goals and your ambitions. I'm talking about everyone on WordPress. I'm talking about my Aussie peep. I'm talking about, you know, Beauty and Bones. Um, I'm talking about, uh, you know, Tony. Um, There are so many of you where, you know, I see that like you like my new podcast or like my new comedy record and, You've been with me for four years. It's like I love you so much. Like you've been there for more for my freaking you've been there you've been then you've been there for me more than my own family and and friends of mine that I've known for freaking like, you know, twenty plus years. And it's it's been special. So I don't want to abandon that. I don't wanna say, Oh, that that's nothing. You know, big deal if you don't suck off everything I do every two seconds. I understand that's truly A plus narcissist behavior. But um, I just wanna say that yeah, I can never give enough thank yous, can never express enough gratitude. But thank you, I'm talking specifically my WordPress peeps. Okay? So all these books that have like blogged into existence. Right now I've got freaking like three other books that I need to do something with. I mean I channel a lot of into the comedy records, but listen, like me getting back into corporate recruitment, me rebranding myself as the writer recruiter, I could do that with a non heavy heart because you know, you have encouraged my gift of gab. You've encouraged uh, my powers of expression. You've given me the courage to um, see what kind of writer I can become. And you know, the only reason why like, I'm hesitant to say about like you know committing to you know future stuff is because it's just like we're just barely getting by, and I I have to bring home money. In the past, you know, I. I I I apply for jobs, I wouldn't get a response and then I just my ego just to like keep it afloat, keep my spirits afloat. I do more records and I just there's only so many freaking records I could do. So you know, I just love the idea of getting a job and I could finance more of this stuff. I could finance more self-published books and continue to evolve. Although, I am telling you right now, I am writing the story. The Zamboni artist. I have it thought out. It's and I do need more editions. And I am going to call my short story collection, we're just going to call it Waste to high. I'm calling it Punch Out Poverty. <laughs> and so moving forward, I'm going to be writing stories that's going to enable me to do that. Um, full of varied characters. I want to focus more on historical fiction. Draw inspiration locally here from North Salem. I didn't get my comedy grand house. Just abandoned this place for freaking like Florida like everyone else. I don't live in the city right now. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't mean to say that, like, oh, like, you're up shit, screw glad out paddle. I love the city. I hate what's become of it. This freaking mayor, blame everything on guns. I mean, it's like, can you back the freaking blue? I mean, can, can you not, like, cripple them? But then again, you have district attorneys that do dick, even if they, you know, apprehend the criminals. Ugh. Just, Lord, please, please persecute the evil, change this sick narrative, and have Law and justice reign supreme again. Pretty pleased with sugar on top. I love my family. I love my fellow New Yorkers. I had a great conversation last night. With my daughter's friends, parents, they're all like second generation. They're originally from Columbia. They all work at like White Plains Hospital. And yeah, I'm telling myself about COVID and they were working in the freaking hospital, which I haven't even heard about before, but we had a really good, pleasant civil conversation. It was really nice. But, so moving forward, what do we have to look forward to America and, and Ghana and Brazil? I know I've got, you know, fans worldwide, uh, Pakistan, uh, Lahore in the house is you're going to get the best freaking short stories you've ever heard and they're going to be funny as hell and they are going to be moving. I want them to make you cry. I want them to make you laugh and you know, that's something I could get really excited about. You know, if I could die in my tombstone, you know, American short story writer, uh, I am gonna get more creative than that, obviously, people. <laughs> but I mean I do like the idea of being a comedian and performing on stage, but I'd be happy with for a living. But if I can make the book thing work You know what working as a corporate recruiter, uh, I I I'd be enthralled with that. So, and eventually have my own TV show on HBO. <laughs> That'd be nice. So, I wouldn't mind. So, like a Nobel Prize of Literature. I would, I would mind some like literature awards down the road for my, my collection of short stories, for an eventual novel, and having my own HBO TV series, and then eventually have my own HBO comedy special, and then and then I, I, I could die happy, guy. You know, get my my to the Wave Runners, getting a nice you know, like summer home in upstate New York. I, I don't need that much. At that point, you know, talk to the wife and say, you know, so I can afford the boob job for her. You know, have a three-way when the opportunity presents itself. And uh, you know, as long as I'm making a few money and finally a successful writer-comedian after sucking up doing the corporate recruiter thing, let's say for, you know, three years max, <laughs> I could deal with that. <laughs> so, um, again, uh, I love all you fans. Old and new. Uh, wouldn't be disempowered uh, Without you. And you know, like my advice, not my advice, but you know I mean, I, I don't mean to completely shit in like, you know, my old friends too, because you know, they've, they came to my comedy shows, and they read my scripts, and you know, it's a really good feeling when people that know you when you're a kid, when you're just freaking knocking a potsy kid, it's really that much confidence in themselves, and then all of a sudden you go to LA, and you conquer your freaking stutter, from cold calling through the Los Angeles Business Journal Book of List, and come home like a different man, and you know, to have those people, you know, commend you and, you know, even if they're not always, you know, saying the ideal superlatives you want to hear in your honor. But even for them to say, you got balls, you're courageous. And then someone's like, you got talent, you got imagination. Friends don't have to say that. So I love you, Ari. I love you, Jared. I love you, Kyam, I love you, Jesse. I love you, Jones. You know, uh, you know David Uger, JT, friends from college. You know, I haven't said I love you, Aaron, you know, but hey, listen, man, you know, without you, I don't go to LA, so I love you, buddy. You know, just your brother, Dan, I don't have a place to stay. I love you, Dan. And of course, I love you, Erica. Thank God you pushed me into the writing, Erica. You gave me that thrill of writing for TV, being interested in writing was the best. Love you. Sorry for breaking your heart. I was unhappy. I was miserable. Um... You're a great person. I'm really sorry for the heartache. Summer, I love you. Katie, love you. Forever. And Leslie, love you too. And I, I will write something about your story someday because you deserve it. And I'll talk to you guys soon. I got COVID, I got the itchy esophagus, it's taken 10 days to finally expunge from my system, but I'm happy to say that my itchy esophagus and depleted low energy state 10 days later is no more, no more, Meatloaf lives, holla, rest in peace big fella, thank you very much. And today is a momentous occasion because this will be the official comedy record for I come out to the universe as writer recruiter Joshua Kornbluth to feed my family. But I'm not done getting my kicks off just yet. So let's let the laugh yankage begin with Bound To suck. HALA! Thank you very much. And this is 13 original brewery tales for the original 13 colonies. HALA! Not that it makes a difference since the day democracy died. But we're going to go for the uh, kill shot anyway. Boom shakalaka! Thank you! Very much, New Hampshire, the Loudmouth Brewery was founded by Abby Hoffman Jr., in honor of his famous social revolutionary father, who was also close friends with John Lennon during his stay-at-home dad years in New York City. When he used to take Sean for strolls through Central Park before yelling up at the sky, choke on a fucking cucumber scone Paul even primal scream therapy has its limitations mate the beer that best cashers his father's larger than life spirit is the vibration sensation which is a quadruple IPA made from noble English and Pacific Northwest hops which is an explosion of concentrated bitterness like Eddie Murphy After he lost the Academy Award to Alan Arkin. Delaware! I don't care about these stories right now. (laughs) The world is in a complete disastrous state of disarray. So we're going to get to material that really gets to the heart of how crazy our world has become. So we're going to go with career, suicide, train, holla! Bob Saget lives. Thank you very much! Growing up. My father called me a waste of height. Because the highlight of my high school basketball career was scoring a whole 10 points against an all-Japanese team. Scoring at will wasn't a stretch. Every time I drove to the hoop, their players ran away from me. Like Frightened movie extras in a Godzilla film. (laughs) But instead of saying, look Godzilla, they'd say, look, you grant on stilts. I wish LeVar ball was my substitute coach dad growing up because he didn't sure I lost my virginity before my younger brother did. Then I shut down the court with more big pimping, JZEs, and my substitute coach dad, LeVar Ball, wouldn't have to worry about me shaming the bowler brand name anymore for prancing down the basketball court on my tippy toes. Looking like I was sporting high heels instead of high tops while LeVar Ball Yells, we're trying to sell Ballaware, son, not Jimmy Choose. Ah, Ballaware lives, it all coach ads in the house. Thank you very much. LeVar Ball. Would have let my younger brother lose his virginity before I did. <laughs> LeVar Ball will get Rihanna to pop my cherry first or my younger brother <laughs> by offering Rihanna a future participation profit points in Ballaware. So, I feel like a bigger baller on the rising side. <laughs> but first, LaVarball Ball would throw me house parties and only invite stuck up Jenny from the block. Two seconds into the party, LeVar Ball yells, The Yoo-Hoo bottle doesn't spin itself, bitch. LaVarball, Ball, as my substitute coach dad, wouldn't actively depreciate my star player potential on draft day for the sole purpose of snagging higher caliber players <laughs> and say, Let's be honest, folks, my son is soft. We're talking not regular snuff. We're talking more like snuggles, 3,000 thread count type soft. <laughs> My son is a perpetual nervous wreck, which I'm very proud in creating. <laughs> he jams his fingers while struggling with the can opener. <laughs> his only go-to move is a stationary, hurried half-form hook shot that puts less fear into opposing defenders than an old Japanese team who thinks the pick and roll means their choice of fish. But at least... I can question my dad's predictive prowess and talent assessment ability within the right told you so authority today, after I told him to invest in Google, bet him on Trumpy Pooh winning, and that I'd write for T V one day, which I did. Does questioning my father's talent assessment abilities kinda of disrespecting my father? Lord, just because he already fears my firstborn son being a superior athlete compared to his defective offspring in comparison? <laughs> Granted, I was shipped off to an all-Jewish sheepweight camp for seven years. And was the second-worst athlete after the Sheik son from (laughs) Greyneck Because I hadn't developed my uh, mojo, you know, rising strutter step just yet. (laughs) Plus, my younger brother makes Hunter Biden come off as a slacker underachiever in comparison. (laughs) Still, it would have been nice to hear Pops make a favorite forecast prediction on the behalf of his grandson after I had... Talked to him about his grandson's first basketball practice. Instead, all I heard was, my dad was, you'll learn soon enough if he's an average talent or not. <laughs> I said, your boy Biden's talent was never under question, Pops. <laughs> because he never had any to begin with. <laughs> and if Obama's such a baller, then why did he ride the bench at an all-Asian private school in Hawaii? I'll just follow Jimmy Villavano's advice when he said, my father and gave me the greatest gift in the world. He believed in me. Oh yeah, I also told uh, my dad these booster shots are less secure than Joy Behar, retaining the job as the new chief happiness officer for Breitbart. <laughs> R.I.P. Bob Saget. Dirty work was pure hilarity, start to finish. Wish I could have opened for you, instead of B.J. Novak. I've met lobotomies and more sparkly personalities remaining. Say hello to Greg Giraldo for me, and tell him that the roast suck without him. Although in comedy heaven, I'm sure Geraldo already busted your balls and said, Of course I die in a hotel in New Jersey. Well, you die in a Ritz-Carlton in Orlando. Look on the bright side. At least you got to die in style, Bob. Holla! Bob Saget lives. Thank you very much! Democrat! Hack attack email! That I never bothered sending! So I thought I'd provide more lore to do it here on my gazillionth comedy record that I don't care if it gets me an agent or earns literary agent acclaim or not. It's for fans of my comedy and for new fans that appreciate a big headed Jew pushing this as far as he can go all the way to the limit. Ah, thank you very much. Dear Renee Zuckerbach, get a new fucking last name. Ah, you fucking hack. Thank you very much. The RZA, on her Twitter fan, her Twitter page, she's a self-professed RZA fan. Don't get me wrong, I'm a native New Yorker. I mean, of course, I appreciate old school. Whoa, Tang! The RZA teamed up the good-humor truck team to rewrite their jingle, made with love, because the old one was used in ministry comedy shows where performers were blackface. But don't dare question. There is a sudden virtual signaling gesture of goodwill, knowing he had zero problems scoring the soundtrack for Kill Bill 1 and 2, despite Tarantino's liberal use of the n-bomb, sprinkled throughout his award-winning screenplay, Pulp Fiction, because there is a sterling social justice writing cred ain't nothing to fuck with. You don't think that joke would would pass your, your church SNL funny test, Rene Zuckerbot? Without counsel of a woke literary agent, plans are frustrated, King Solomon? Who thinks our military should be forced to take a clot shot that works less than Hunter Biden does on his blow painting? Who cares if the clot shot is causing more premature deaths than rear entry into the Dallas Buyers Club? Do I really have to ask my mother if it's kosher to make fun of Chris Matthews sexually harassing a new Yenterbreath intern at MSNBC? Like the time he said, eating out Maddow counts as your lunch break, babe. Bet you hit the bottle hard like Hillary Hammer time cankles on election night, Zuckerbot, after the jury in Kenosha refused to let mob rule, too. But Fauci is good, and all the unvaccinated people are bad, despite your weakened immune system causing the latest spread of COVID light, me being a prime example of that. <laughs> well, I'm still convinced I got it from like, going down on my wife, <laughs> despite like, her not having it, but she's got a weakened immune system, so I'm sure this. Some form of like new uh, like COVID mutation that you get from like going down on your wife when it really wasn't your best interest in the first place. ha thank you very much. How many people are moving to New York these days, by the way? <laughs> Thanks for stripping any allure and craving literary establishment respectability. Especially after any book publisher thought it was a good look to give Cuomo money to write a book about leadership. Which is like Hitler getting paid to write a book on anger management or R. Kelly getting called first dibs on babysitting the latest Kardashian out of the womb. But I still want to impress HBO, and I wouldn't mind a comedy special on HBO one day. And The Righteous Gemstones is fantastic. Danny McBride is a freaking true American treasure. Danny McBride lives forevermore. HALA! Oh, THANK YOU VERY MUCH! I thought literary agents were supposed to celebrate. At the same time, John Goodman, I don't really recall him sticking up for Roseanne last time I checked. you know, God forbid anyone say anything critical about Valerie Jarrett, although known as Obama's Arabian living horse whisperer? HALA! You don't have enough fucking money, Goodman. Thank you very much! I thought literary agents were supposed to celebrate diversity of thought. That doesn't live by the mantra. In Dr. Noki, we trust no matter what. (laughs) Despite the COVID vaccine working less than Russell Brooke running the triangle offense. HALA! Thank you very much! I bet you believe all the unvaccinated people deserve to starve to death. Under Mr. Groper's do-dick dictatorship, but obliterate any moral high ground the arts community in our country once possessed, you're, <laughs> despite den of geeks' assertions otherwise, you're all accomplices covering up your Chinese sellout overlords since the day democracy died. Out, yeah, your precious Tom Hanks making a peep about it otherwise. Bukowski would rather make meaningless small talk with Annie Boards, his blob-breath kid at his mass bar mitzvah party through Zoom. While Tobin jeweled over all the young, pubescent talent there. Left to waste his breath and all the editors, book publishers, and lit agents that decided to side with wrecking our kid's age of innocence. Pushing a clot shot that causes um, heart inflammation problems, lead to like premature death. Athletes drop left and right. Vars websites, probably at this point, we're talking, I don't know, 700,000 deaths caused by the COVID vaccine. Yeah, but it's equivalent to polio. (laughs) So, which was also uh, made for free last time I checked by Jonas Salk. Ah! For non greedy, non predatory heaps that give Jews a good name. Thank you very much. But yeah, but uh, Bukowski. Again, uh, in this day and age, we'd rather make meaningless small talk with any Boards, his blob-breath kid at his mitzvah party through Zoom than waste his breath on all the editors, book publishers, and lit agents that decide decide with wrecking our kids' age of innocence to preserve th- th- their precious, cushy careers while causing a lifetime mental health issues for our, our children's All just so they could stick to the script and support the precious narrative that allowed their evil, cocksucking Democrats to steal an election and to do so by cheating by mail, using COVID as a bullshit excuse to do so, all because Trumpy Poo exposed you, the feckless, self-serving surly, unfunny hacks that you are, every last one of you. Some legacy for proud Jewish families to derive vicarious knockers from, Zuckerberg. Last one, Hamas, in charge of Palestine, last time I checked, financed by the UN, no less, launches 5,000 rockets into Israel's backyard. Don't expect an edible gift basket in return with a thank you note written in Farsi. Best always, not Michael Kornbluth. Sit on and spin, Zuckerbot. Thank you very much. Fashionably late bloomer. What's more depressing? Scheduling a Zoom connection call with a woman who uses terms like positive energy or to learn. She's booked solid till early February (laughs) when you just pitched the possibility of doing crap beer jokes at a brewery in Wildwood, New Jersey and not dying faster than uh, Christopher's male modeling career as you became a paler junkie than. Kate Moss on a model shoot in Iceland. (laughs) Normally, Jews aren't big crap uh, beer drinkers, unless they're degenerate shishy bitch dads like myself who would describe 21st Amendment watermelon beers as five sippers max (laughs) that go down easier than your wife on pure MDMA on your birthday after insisting Obama be good ordered you to leak it. I actually gave up drinking beer last summer because I got embarrassed spending so much time hungover. Recycling, endless reminders, of my lushy little past has entire Rocky Marathons and AMC passed me by. Has anyone tried Sammy Hagar's tequila yet? I hear it tastes Van Halen lights. And Nirvana didn't kill hair metal. AIDS did. Before magic made HIV disappear. Jesus would impress me if you turned bong water into wine that tasted better than Snoop Dogg's new Cabernet wine that tastes like mouthwash used. And porn hood hell. It's hard to get kinky with your wife when you're a stay at dad because you're already choking her too hard financially. And it's impossible to feel like you're a man when you're a stay-at-home dad and whenever your wife's smartphone sends her an alert after you make another questionable purchase. Wife calls, hey, babe, so how is bite at Chucky? Bruce Lee triggers my hyperactive competitive kids uh, all the time. Uh, My daughter asks, daddy, did Bruce Lee suck at anything? And I said, far control? Because Bruce Lee ate too much soy. The one show Netflix won't reimagine is Richie Rich unless Juno plays Richie Rich and blows his entire inheritance on financing brewery scholarships at Berkeley for advanced chemistry majors who are too young to be influenced by Snoop Dogg video promos for Old English. Death Row's go-to host sprayer of choice. I buy an IPI hop bomb made from a black brewer hipster from Northern Liberties in Philly with promised hopes of its special brand of hop juice helping me cure my chronic white man's disease. By injecting the malt hop concoction with Cardi B's perpetually rising yeast infection. <laughs> I went to Ithaca College myself. Self, Otherwise known as Cornell's retarded next door neighbor. But I was in the distinguished school of communication. So I could take bong hits of extra strong outdoor weed. And manage not to stutter every other two seconds. Binding with Ithaca alum and Ithaca hoodies is off the list. Because it's a connection fail every time. I'll say, I went to Ithaca. And they'll say, unless you went to Cornell, I'm not interested. And what your limited network on LinkedIn can do for me, asshole. So fuck off eight days a week, buddy, because you obviously need an extra day of rest. To rest, you're far from blooming, burnout head for thinking I care to entertain anything you can't do to improve my social standing in life already. Jerk off. Imagine He Man reimagined as a Morad rat in Kevin Smith's next woke reimagined sequel. He-Man says, I love the smell of Newberry comics in the morning. Well, little Nas, Pete Davidson, and the Mandalorian actor dominate the social media airwaves with superimposed push-upon authority. But God didn't give me three kids have a panic attack over it. Which is more than I can say for Pete Davidson. The voice of Generation Z, the boy toy rebound king of Staten Island. Looks like Annie Leibovitz and Barney from The Simpsons had a baby. Going through a goth phase while smitten with Kim Kardashian's porcupine puss. Social justice lawyers are so hot right now. Yesterday, my daughter says, A girl in my school says, Fairy club is only for little girls. I said, Fake news, Superman is into fairies now too. Now the Man of Steel will drain little Nas's balls faster than a speeding bullet. Resist this woke Wolverine, oh, thank you very much, Frank Miller on Moderate Islam, join my army to rape our enemies' wives, is it tad extremist, For even devilish white boy livey crusaders back in the day, David Crosby on finger tapping Joni Mitchell, if I can't be Eddie Van Halen, at least I could try to cause an eruption in Joni's droopy dry snatch for all time's sake, Imagine Bruce Springsteen inviting Obama to dance on stage with him on Broadway, to dance in the dark to prove his soul glow limitations have no bounds. <laughs> Tree of Life Rabbi claims he never met Joe Biden after the massacre there. He adds, Do you really think I'd hang out at Ben and Jerry's much these days? <laughs> if Hunter Biden was the least favored son, He'd be stand-up comedy's answer to Charlie Sheen. (laughs) January 6th was some armed rebellion to make Joan of Arc shake in her tunic top. (laughs) How many uh, guns were MAGA patriots holding that day to protest the stolen election? That's what I thought. Ashley Babbitt lives. Ha! Thank you very much! The only thing Trump supporters were strapped with that day were MAGA hats, credit card bills from Walmart, And water guns full of discontinued Trump vodka to ease the leftover pain since the day democracy died. And I'm not trying to make a insulting joke about You know Walmart and the stench of MAGA supporters. It just like worked in the flow of that joke. Ah, Thank you very much. This is Hunter Biden doing stand up comedy at the comedy store. On the Sunset Strip, did I ever tell you guys about the time that you know my father had lifted um, a travel ban on my uh, 16-year-old uh, girlfriend at the time uh, from France, who you know got caught you know trying to smuggle a uh, gold-plated uh, Coke spoon that used to belong to like Louis the <laughs> Fourteenth? Of course, my dad could smell it a payback opportunity when it presented itself. Holla! Thank you very much! Death of a Bose salesman. Meatloaf lives. Holla! Thank you very much! Once upon a time, there was a sales rep for Bose who suffered. Loud Man's Disease. He loved blasting The Who, Led Zeppelin, and ACDC at work in the listening booth before he turned borderline deaf. Now, old Michael, the sales rep from Bose, hears his ACDC's song, Hell's Bell's Howl! Brian Johnson lives. Thank you very much! Michael Yeller always believed louder is better. Until now. Because he was no longer able to sing Search and Destroy by Iggy Pop and the Stooges at the local karaoke bar in White Plains, New York. With his dear boss friend, Anymore. Growing up, Michael only wanted to play air guitar like the great metal shredders that adorned his childhood room walls, such as... Mick Mars from Motley Crue, the Freddy Krueger of shredding, the steel guitar slaying Gypsy Road Howler, Tom Kiefer from Cinderella, and the Tasmanian Devil, hair metal, shredding sleaze, C.C. DeVille from Poison. Later, Michael tried to learn the guitar after his parents got him acoustic one for Hanukkah, but he already started smoking weed by junior high and high school, and so the hand, dexterity, and hours of practice necessary to assume any semblance of functional play mastery over the guitar out of his self-imposed reach. After college, Michael tried to make a living as an IT headhunter in LA, but IT directors half his age didn't appreciate his being hounded by such a loudmouth New Yorker with less voice control than Busta Rhymes and a Midnight Showing of Higher Learning. Eventually Michael moved back to New York, did digital ad sales for City Search, and gave open mic stand up comedy a shot. Its opener was So Far my claim to fame was an appearance in the show Blind Date. In the end all I got out of it was a free meal and herpes. But Michael struggled to unleash his inner rock star on stage because he didn't always use that reliable opener. And his opening joke did bomb. He can never win the audience back, which stripped him of the confidence to riff of any inspired direction he chose. At the Christmas party for City Search, Michael sang his best rendition of When It Dead or Alive. Yeah, which he perfected over the years. Uh, the high-end 15-year Macallan scotch helped. Still, he got fired the next day Getting blackout drunk and dry humping the coach girl on the dance floor to, oh, what a feeling. <laughs> Knowing Michael couldn't pay rent through playing air guitar renditions of Fallen Angel in Times Square or make any money at stand up comedy in New York City because he had to actually invite some private militia friends to get performing time at the New York Comedy Club at all in the first place, he decided to find a job where his loud man's disease could be neutralized, where it wouldn't become such a career hindering liability. He got a job in the suburbs at the Westchester Mall in White Plains, New York, selling state of the art stereo equipment for bose michael's boss gave him some leeway and allowed him to tell some jokes because he knew the stand-up comedy bug wasn't out of his system altogether michael would be selling noise cancellation headphones calling them yenta silencers and what he'd call them before sampling new bits on random customers such as did you know google fired 25 software engineers for sexual harassment but software engineers are too busy banging out code to hit on girls at work plus if you're a software engineer at Google, your typical Perl Command script isn't massage my carpal tunnel home. <laughs> but one day during a demo presentation for ACDC back in black on surround sound in the primo listening sampling room at work, Michael lost his ability to hear fully, now only hearing the death knell church bell clang to hell's bells. Was God punishing Michael for his law of man's disease forever? How could Michael ever sing karaoke again? Losing all semblance of voice control now whatsoever. Michael was a really good salesman for Bose, but reality is the speakers sold themselves. Michael's boss and favorite karaoke partner let him keep his job at Bose, but got him off the sales floor to work as a blogger for their digital marketing team instead, allowing him to rant and rave about all the loudest and proudest most badass metal records of all time which are only accentuated through Bose's premium blast speakers, of course. Michael would fire off blog record recommendations for albums by Neil Young and Crazy Horse and Van Halen with divine power authority. He pounded the keyboard all day long, which was sweet music to his boss's ears. Knowing his employee and friend Michael could channel his love of fast, loud, kick-ass metal like a bat out of hell, which sent his heart soaring, flying high again. In the end, Michael couldn't sell both speakers in the main sales floor anymore, but he was still able to sell his love of loud metal music through his blogs and also had the kick-ass momentous clang of Hell's Bells playing in his head for company. And Michael didn't need Meatloaf to tell him two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf, rest in peace, big fella. HALA! Ballot the sock, no more, no more! Yo, that...